Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora. You know, this made me realize your name is right here. There will be, or hold on, what is it? We will be making another run all aboard. I don't know where that, the love boat, you know what I mean? Like singing your name for some reason. (laughs) What? I don't know. (laughs) These things just come to me sometimes. The love boat theme song was just triggered by your name. But how are you today, sis? I am doing extremely well, very busy. But it's one of those things with, uh, they say, I pray for days like this. You know what I mean? So. Amen. Hallelujah. Taking things one moment at a time and doing my best. How about you? I'm good. I'm stressed, but I'm good. Stress but blessed is the key word. But I finally booked a massage for tomorrow so i am so in 90 minutes i ain't playing we going the 90 route this time girl i'm I'm happy for you yeah thank you i i'm i'm so looking forward to this y'all don't understand i'm still gonna do my full spa day that i talked about when we did our recap of loot but this is just dipping a toe into the self-care pond because i need it and i had those locks i had really did hurt my neck so like i need somebody (laughs) to rub these shoulders (laughs) rub this neck out one time (laughs) that part speaking of prayers we do have to start off with a prayers up as it was reported the day we're recording that Brandy, one of our faves, was hospitalized after suffering an apparent seizure. She took to social media to say basically that she's following doctor's orders and getting the rest needed due to dehydration and low amounts of nutrition. So prayers up to our good sis Brandy, my girl. Hope you feel better soon. Yeah, this was really shocking. Um I hope she makes a full recovery. Absolutely. Seizures always scare me because I don't always know what exactly that means that someone's condition is when they start having seizures. And the aftermath of it all, because it's usually catches you off guard, right? And then Mm -hmm. you're left with the anxiety of like, oh my goodness, what happened? Will this happen again? Exactly. So yeah, not... Very serious, but I'm glad that she was able to say something. Absolutely. Let's move into our quick headlines and hot topics for this week, Delora, because that is what our Thursday episodes are all about. We were just talking off mic. It was a slow pop culture week. So, you know, we're going to get into some TV stuff as a part of our hot topics today, just to kind of cover some bases i mean that is what we do that is what we talk about yes but let's let's kick it off with some mess um i feel like every week for the past couple there's been 
something going on with Kanye or the Kardashians or both or what have you. And usually we try not to cover it much, but this was one that just caught my attention as I was scrolling through Twitter, looking for topics for the podcast. This whole Kim K, Whitney Houston commentary. Y'all know we just recap my favorite film, The Bodyguard, right? Literally came out this week. The fact that Kim K tried to slander my good my favorite Whitney Houston over some Ray J beef Ray J I felt some type of way and I it's what's funny is I had forgotten that that was even a thing <laughs> I had forgotten wait what part Ray J and Kim Ray J Ray and, J Whitney? and Whitney <laughs> I don't think we can ever forget about Ray J and Kim right they've put that in it's an infamy and continues to live its best life right now. But Ray J and Whitney, yes, I had honestly let that slip to the back and out the side of my mind. So this, you know, this was one of those moments, obviously, obviously she was, Kim was heated. This came up via Candace Owens, who I never thought I would say her name on the podcast, honestly, (laughs) who obviously is in cahoots with Kanye as to why this ever was even brought to light. It was giving major Kanye vibes. Like every time she said Ray J, I was like, Kanye, Kanye gave you the green light for this. She said this fell in her lap. (laughs) And it's also very Kanye to bring up something. I'm going to say allegedly, but this is this is what I'm assuming. To bring up something so random, so dated, but then, you know, it's, it's enough to be annoying as well. You know what I mean? And this Madame Noir, because that's the article I pulled up, this was not reported by many sources, right? It was like the source, I think Madame Noir, maybe one or two other outlets I saw. None of the big major, even the Shade Room, didn't do a post about this Yahoo that I saw. Entertainment has it up. That's where I got my information from. That's and like the most legitimate that's pro- I was about to say that's probably <laughs> the biggest of the batch because shape room usually they're the first of the mess train to be posting something but apparently Kanye even wrote on his now suspended Instagram account thank you Candace for being the only noteworthy person to speak on this issue of course at least that's what's reported on in this particular article so y'all can take that as you will I can't confirm it but, Delora, how do you feel about this leaked voicemail message of Kim Kardashian circa whatever early aughts this came from? It's definitely giving young Kim Kardashian. In this article, it talks about how... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. Apparently, this voicemail came as a result of... Ray J becoming more popular than Kim because he was dating Whitney Houston. And everything that she said on there was just ways to like get under his skin, honestly. Because mm-hmm. we also have to realize they were essentially dating the same man. You know what I mean? So it's giving, oh, look at your new girlfriend and pointing out all of her vices or shortcomings. 
very immature, very young Kim, very first season of Keeping Up with Kardashian. <laughs> it was so corny, too. She yes. talked about the crack is definitely not whack line. I think she said something like, it's not right, but All it's going right, to be okay. okay. I'm yes. like, this was the corniest fucking voicemail I've ever heard. I have a strong feeling that Courtney and Chloe were with her when she was leaving this voicemail. I'm so glad you said that, because for a minute I was like, this ain't even Kim. This is Courtney. This is this sounded yes. just like Courtney to me. Yes. Because she uh, loves to say that you're sick and all you're disgusting. Like I remember when they used to say that all the time. Very spoiled little rich girl, for sure. Like I said, only reason why I'm even bringing this up is because you put my fave in this conversation. Otherwise, neither Candace nor this voicemail or any of it was really worth uh, my attention. But Keep Whitney Houston's name out your mouth. That's all I'm going to say to you. Calling her old hag? Girl, don't make me choke you out one good time. <laughs> Again, why is any of this surprising coming from Kim Kardashian too? Like, I don't think it's surprising. It's just like probably like the audacity that she would have had. But again, to your point, she was young. She was, for her, this was just somebody who is messing with her same man she's not but for us it's whitney whitney the houston yes so how dare you i don't care if if somebody that caliber is mess and i'm in a love triangle with them i'm still gonna say i can't believe you messing with whitney the houston i'm never gonna call her an old hag like <laughs> that's never gonna come out of my mouth but do they respect anybody seriously that's a good question that's a good question well i doubt the kardashian machine is gonna respond to this like I said, it seems like just more mess for Kanye to kind of bring up and put I'm out there. I'm surprised CEO is even talking about this. She's probably looking for some clicks because who knew she had a show? I mean, she's apparently besties with Kanye now. So they're, they'll stand in their White Lives Matter camp together. Kim, watch your mouth. And when I say choke her out, guys, I'm talking about like, I'm imagining from a low down dirty shame. Y'all remember when Jada Pinkett finally met the actor <laughs> from the soaps and she was so invested in the soap, she attacked him. Like that's the scene that I'm thinking about in my mind. I wouldn't, non-violence. But let's move on, Delora, because I said that was going to be very quick. So let's move on. Rest in peace to Angela Lansbury. Delora, she was iconic with some of the roles that she portrayed, but no more so than Murder, She Wrote. And for us, probably Beauty and the Beast, right? Because as kids... <laughs> and Anastasia. She was the grand... What was the grandma's... What was the grandma's name? The grand... That's a great something. question. I'm glad you um, said that because I didn't even remember her from the, Anastasia. The Dowager or the... Yes, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Once upon a December. Love that song so much. In an article I'm reading from NBC News, it says uh, the versatile actor who wowed generations of fans as a murderous baker, a singing teapot, a Soviet spy, and a small town sleuth among a host of memorable roles passed away peacefully in her sleep in L.A. 
on Tuesday. She was 96. She was just five days shy of her 97th birthday. Angela won five Tony Awards. She, again, was iconic for her role in Murder, She Wrote, which she starred on for 12 seasons. Any thoughts about the life and work of Angela Lansbury? Very sad to hear this news. To your points earlier, her voice was the voice of my childhood (laughs) from Beauty and the Beast to Anastasia. And even though I was much older, I adored her in Nanny McPhee. Such a talent. And I'm sorry to see, I'm sorry to see her go and God bless her family and fans during this difficult time. I didn't realize until I read the articles and things about her that she was in the Manchurian Candidate, that Meryl Streep role in the version that I saw. So that would have been, I need to go back and watch that version. And she's also one of the last surviving star actors from Hollywood's golden age, which I'm obsessed with that era of Hollywood because it was so like effed up in so many ways. But it produced some of the best projects. Yeah, for uh, not well-paid labor, a lot of shenanigans that went on behind the scenes, especially with women. Absolutely, yeah. It was a tough era for those stars, I will say that. But yeah, I mean, it's, That's it's well history. Said. The behind the scenes seemed a lot more intense than what actually was put on screen, yeah. A lot of shenanigans, um, but yeah, rest in peace to Angela Lansbury. Life well lived. Let's move on to our next quick headline, Laura Kaylee Cuoco announced her pregnancy. She's pregnant with a baby girl with her boyfriend and fellow actor Tom Pelfrey, who I didn't realize is from Ozarks, but that's probably because I still haven't watched Ozarks, really. I think I've maybe watched an episode or two. Same. But when this came out, I was like, oh, Kaylee, good for you. Like, I know she's been married twice, didn't seem like those relationships were working out. So hopefully she's found a great partner yes. and a great co-parent in Tom. Yes. I'm very happy to hear this news to your point earlier. Whatever she's doing, more power to her because mind you, she was already on the biggest show on TV in recent history, making a million dollars an episode and still managed to bag two very wealthy men that she eventually divorced. (laughs) And now she's with an actor. I'm sure alimony isn't hurting either. But, uh, (laughs) you know, she's probably at a place in her life where she's like, yes, children, please. And congratulations, Keely. I've actually been following her career for some time. I remember when she was on Eat Simple Rules. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so starting the late John Ritter and to see her be like that teen actress to, you know, Big Bang Theory and again, her relationships and now her her own project, The Flight Attendant. It's, it's great to see. Yeah. But she's doing a big out here. She's been in my life for quite a while on the entertainment spectrum. So I'm definitely happy for her. I kept seeing stories lately about her and Johnny Galecki and how she fell for him so quickly and yes. all of this. Cause I always thought they were a bit of an odd couple. So I was like, are her and Johnny Galecki going to get back together? Like, why am I seeing all these headlines? So then this came up and I was like, oh no, I guess she's good. Cause she's 
having a whole human with another man. So yes, we're, exactly. we're, we're moving on. <laughs> All right. We've talked about the Kiki Palmer and the fact that, you know, people out here need to put a little bit more respect on her name and she doesn't always get the flowers she deserves. Kiki, we giving you some flowers today, girl, because we not going to not talk about the fact that Kiki has announced that she is launching Key TV, a digital platform spotlighting a new generation of creators. As Cornell University professor Samantha Shepard said in an NBC News article I'm reading, Black-led digital platforms give Black creators more opportunities to show themselves and their work. Delora, what'd you think about this announcement when Kiki put it out there on these internets? Very proud of her. I have to admit, though, I expected a little bit more of a splash. I remember when she made the announcement, but I actually don't think it got as much traction as it needed to, but she is so multifaceted. She is the incomparable talent. So the Kiki Palmer. (laughs) The fact that she is putting all of her gifts wrapped up in a bow and adding boss lady to the category is something to watch. And so I look forward to seeing what type of content she's going to offer other actors and actresses who may join the platform as well. Room for you, sis. Room for everybody Black. But yes, I am surprised too. That's why, again, I wanted to go ahead and highlight it uh, today because even when I was looking for it, I was like, has this been on anything but social media? Like, I don't remember hearing about it on any um, news stations, not local, but just national news, entertainment mm-hmm. news, anything like that. So I'm glad that I guess there has been some level of, you know, coverage of it, some level of discussion. But I look forward to seeing more too, because beyond her initial announcement, I don't really know what direction this is about to go in. Is this going to be an opportunity for creators to submit things to her, which in that case, hey, hopefully you're accepting podcasts. Also, (laughs) um, is it going to be, you know, her creating more original content? Like, is all her stuff going to be filtered now through Key TV? Because, you know, my girl Kiki got her hands in a lot of stuff. And like I told you, her social media is one of the things that got me through COVID. So (laughs) this may be one of my new favorite platforms, if that's the case. I'm also reminded of my cousin on the internet, Kevin on stage and how he has (laughs) his network or streaming service and things along those lines, creating new content and allowing space with for other creatives, especially in the comedic space. So I'm excited to see what's in store for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of that, they did list some, which got me thinking in this NBC News article discussing Black celebrities in digital media, such as Tim Reed with the Legacy of a People Network, a streaming service focused on the experiences of Black people, Byron Allen with the Griot Black Podcast Network, and Mm. then Diddy, of course, with Revolt TV. So, Mm. you know, it definitely gets you thinking, but I think it's it's just going to be a great opportunity as much power as we can have, as much say as we can have when it comes to our work and to the content we create and to ownership, the better. So I'm here for it. And I'm excited. And again, Kiki, if you accepted podcasts, 
we're available. So Kiki, do you love me? Are you I'm with you. <laughs> Sometimes there's a disconnect because like you'll be talking about something. I realize when I listen to certain episodes, you'll be talking about something and I'm I don't I don't catch it when we're on the mic. So I'm always happy when I catch it when <laughs> we're actually recording <laughs> instead of later. I'm like, damn, why didn't I catch that reference? What was I thinking about? What was I doing? Anyway. I like to slide them in though. No, but that's that's <laughs> great though. You quick, it's quick wit, and I respect and appreciate it. I love it. But sometimes it's that disconnect over over Zoom, and I'm like, damn, I didn't catch that <laughs> till just now. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to our hot topics. Like I said, we're going to focus on some TV news that has dropped. So the first one up is. Blake Shelton is departing The Voice after 22 seasons. He is the only coach who has been on the show since its inception. He said, I've been wrestling with this for a while and I've decided that it's time for me to step away from The Voice. This show has changed my life in every way for the better and it will always feel like home to me. I mean, Avi, he met his whole wife, Gwen Stefani, thanks Major. to this show. 12 years is really a long time to devote, especially given that he's still a recording artist. And so many of them have rotated in and out because they still have careers. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. So what do you think about the future of The Voice? This next season, we're going to see Chance the Rapper join. We're going to see Now Horan join. You know, we've had Ariana Grande. We've had Kelly Clarkson who's coming back. We've had a variety of folks. Camila Cabello, uh Jonas John um has been on there um I mean I guess I feel like the show is going to be okay are you a voice fan and do you feel like him departing is going to have any major impact on the the show itself so when it comes to the voice I might have watched one full season I am a fan of the blind auditions I love the idea of the concept and let's keep it 1,000. The judges are the show, right? Because who's won The Voice? It's not like American Idol where I can at least give you the first 10, right? The only person I know is the young lady who starred in Curly Sue, just because I thought it was so epic that the young lady from one of my favorite movies as a kid won the freaking voice. She won? She won. I love Curly Sue, by the way. Me up. too. When At the end, when she says they cut my hair, and you know, yes. I had super long hair. I was devastated for her. Talk it's about like, charming. Goodness Allison gracious. Allison something. It's Allison something. She's the only person who I think Christina won with. When it comes to Blake, Blake was always the mainstay. And honestly, he became endearing to me as a judge on the show I didn't know I knew of him but I didn't know much about him and her name is Allison Porter nice I'm gonna have to look at look at some YouTube videos of her performing basically I think the show is gonna be fine but I do feel like Blake was an anchor for the show for many years it was especially him and Adam after, I was just about to say especially after Adam left and Adam yeah. left because of an unexpected death of his best friend and manager. I'm happy for him because you got to do what's best for you at the end of the day. That's not Jonah Hill and them's brother who died, is it? It is. Okay. It I, is. I thought I was making that up for a second. No. Okay. 
unexpectedly. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, again, I don't watch The Voice. You know, as much on here as I talk about, and you guys know I'm always giving a hidden gem that is a reality show competition. Singing reality shows, I can't do because my anxiety and my secondhand embarrassment, I think it's because of how much I love to sing and how much I love music in that way. I, I struggle like it's it's challenging for me to make it through. So I, pro- I agree with you. I've probably seen maybe a little bit of one season, especially in the early days when CeeLo was still on there, when that original panel was on there. But it's not something that I subscribe to. But Blake Shelton, definitely. I see him more than anybody as like the face of the show at this point. You know, you still have Carson as the host host. But let's be honest, it's more about the celebrity coaching than anything and then the people who they bring on to like help them and the throughout the season. and Blake was able to you know rib anybody in a loving big brother kind of way you know what I mean indeed I'm sure it's gonna be a loss but you know it's also kind of exciting to see who's gonna come next because again we've talked about it and then this article I'm looking at from Variety we had the original panel of Blake Shelton, Adam Levine, CeeLo, and Christina Aguilera. And then subsequently, we've had Gwen Stefani, John Legend, Camila Cabello, Ariana Grande, uh, Miley Cyrus, Nick Jonas, Pharrell, Shakira. Like, there's been so many stars who have come on. So I'm kind of excited, actually, to see maybe somebody will inspire me to start watching The Voice. You never know. I need for them to do something with their artist that wins like I need a hit on the radio it's tough though because even American Idol in that way isn't what it once was I haven't seen a star making turn on any of those types of shows in a long time because I just think the landscape is so different you know yeah so tough but in terms of entertainment we'll see what happens let's move on to our next tv news hot topic and that is this popularity of Dahmer girl I figured you of all people would feel some type of way, given your love of Bridgerton, that Dahmer has made Netflix history. Listen, okay, I am not the only one. (laughs) Those are some of our top rated episodes. Absolutely. Check out season one and two of Bridgerton. Recap, thanks. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Between the two of us, your fandom surpasses mine. So for the pod's sake, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have my feelings about Dahmer, but I figured it must be even more so for you. Because listen, it's out here trying to surpass your favorite, Bridgerton. Not reggae. Y'all telling me y'all rather see a serial killer than see reggae out here doing with his it, thing in the boudoir cheeks <laughs> y'all crazy but listen Dahmer licking spoons Dahmer has been a massive hit since its September 21st premiere the 10 episode series has become the second most viewed English language series since Stranger Things 4 apparently it now only is surpassed by Squid Game so, Delora, have you watched Dahmer? And what do you think about not only the popularity, but the backlash that has come as the result of this Ryan Murphy-led project? I have not watched Dahmer just because I am nowhere 
in the mental space to watch a man kill real when I say real people use the name and the imaging of real people no thank you and don't get me wrong there's a season for everything because let me tell you our recap coming up will (laughs) explain all that as well but what I will say is this we've had this conversation recently about the state of our world and what as a people or as a society gravitates towards in terms of entertainment and i'm like are things coasting along enough that we're tapping into very dark spaces again you know for some not for me i'm not ready i'm not ready i will never be ready for this type of content that's the thing (laughs) that's the way i'm set up I'm, i'm i'm good but what i will say is the families are speaking up and they deserve to be heard yeah and it is this weird obsession especially in the crime um what is it called real crime space Mm -hmm. where it's like are we obsessed over the murderer where is the obsession here right Mm -hmm. the fact that some things are unsolved you know the way this person was able to get away with doing a, you know a number of these crimes like what is it you know and the show has some of our favorite actors in it uh Nisi is starring in it Nisi is doing her thing she better be nominated for an Emmy and see this is what we're talking about <laughs> like these actors going into these projects which are clearly popular and it's like but what is the right thing but I don't know I I don't know what the right way is in terms of acknowledging the family or hearing the family out or is it too late or is this quote unquote public domain therefore you can do whatever you want because this is a Ryan Murphy project and we all know how he loves to you know make things salacious I mean he's been doing it for decades now but families of the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer have called the series cruel and traumatizing all over again. Some also said they were hurt that they were not contacted about the show and found out about it when everyone else did. For some, seeing themselves portrayed in the series was very painful. So absolutely, you have to acknowledge that these families are feeling some type of way about this and is does entertainment and, and putting this out here for the sake of entertainment trump those feelings? No, I don't think so. But it is definitely the damage is definitely already done. The show is already out. You know, Netflix isn't going to take it down. So at this point, and I'm just evaluating. Popular. It's super popular. At this point, I was just evaluating, do I have any interest? And before I even heard the backlash for the families, I didn't have any interest because this isn't my cup of tea. I'm going to tell y'all what happened to me. So I was on a flight <laughs> headed to Ohio and I had the middle seat and the lady to my, I couldn't sleep. And I hate when I can't sleep on a flight. What else is there to do? Twiddle my thumbs. The lady to my left at the window was watching a movie I'd already seen. The lady to my right had started the first episode of Dahmer. So I was like, damn, I don't want to watch this, but what else am I going to do? So my eyes drifted. So me and this lady, unbeknownst to her, are watching the first episode together. And I noticed that he gets caught 
in the first episode. So after that, I'm like, what is this series even about? He already gets caught. So in subsequent conversations I've had with people that have watched the series, they're like, oh, it goes back into his childhood, which I did get to see a little bit of that. Um, and I'm like, so are y'all trying to humanize Jeffrey Dahmer? Because that's where a lot of these things lose me. Yes. Jeffrey Dahmer and serial killers do not deserve these platforms, in my opinion. I don't want to know about his childhood. I don't care. He murdered 17 men, ate some of them, kept these bodies, kept these human bones and parts. Why do I need to know about his childhood? Somebody explain to me why that's a story worth telling, because that's where the disconnect is for me. I don't care monster or something, but I I don't care about glorifying these types of people. Ted Bundy is another one. If there was a series that came out, which I remember the Zac Efron depiction. Yeah, I saw a part of that, but it wasn't great. I'm not interested in diving into their psychology. Now, I had a whole conversation with my hairdresser's child about this. Shout out to my girl, Alyssa. She wants to go into criminal justice type of work. So for her, this is interesting and compelling because she does want to understand the psychology of it. She does want to understand all of that. For me, I have zero interest. Zero. I hear you, friend. For all of y'all who love Dahmer, obviously, as y'all can tell, we're not going to recap that series. I'm so sorry. But we're not. catch us on the next wave because this is one Netflix project that we're going to have to gracefully bow out of much respect to all the victims families i hope that they're able to find some peace after this situation absolutely all right delora let's get into our last tv news hot topic of the day you already did a post about this you knew about this before me damon and damon it brought so much joy so much joy father and son wayans are trying to bring that 90s black sitcom tv love back to us that's how i felt when i saw this headline right because apparently there is a comedy in the works at cbs with this father-son duo coming together on screen they are set to star in a multi-camera comedy revolving around elder wayne's father as a legendary talk radio host and happily divorced father who has to drag his grown son who has all the charm and none of his drive, kicking and screaming into adulthood before he turns 40. This is according to an article from Deadline. Wayans, both Wayans are set to executive produce. And you know, I didn't realize until I read this article that Damon Wayans has been an executive producer on Tim Allen's Last Man Standing Ooh, I didn't all know these that. years. And he's executive producing Tim Allen's new Disney Plus series, The Santa Clauses. I was like, what? did I miss something? Wait, senior or junior? Senior. Well, that makes sense. Because I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it makes sense that Tim Allen and all the comedi- comedians of that era know one another but given the political potential differences and some of that like i wasn't expecting this if this was like jim carrey who was on in living color and all i knew had a relationship i'll even give you adam sandler right like but i don't think adam would i well he has his own he has his own whole production yeah he he has the crew but i just wasn't ready for this 
Damon Wayans, Tim Allen collaboration, but neither here nor there. I just thought that was fascinating. You've already said you you love this when you saw this. Any other thoughts about this potential, not potential, this comedy that's going to be coming to us and the fact that it's going to be on broadcast? What do you think about them still investing in the broadcast space? I think it's a smart move. I think Junior has an existing relationship with the network considering his show Happy Together, which I did watch, but obviously it didn't survive. I watched the other two. So (laughs) happy, happy endings and new girl. Yes. Happy endings, new girl, love guaranteed are never released. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Our our practice, guys, that was the film that we practiced. We should should definitely dig it up and I should edit it and like release it one of these days. I'll have to see if I still have it. I think that was before I even started saving things. So (laughs) I'll have to see if I can find it. It tickles me every time because we're like, let's do something light. And I was like, let's do... Love guaranteed. Okay, so this brings so much joy to me because Ashley, growing up watching in Living Color, Damien was the funniest brother to me by a mile. And I adore Major Pain. I adore Blank Man. Like, oh my God, Blank Man, bro. (laughs) My wife and kids. So he was always the funniest to me and to. And then his son being just as funny and the fact that they're together and they are identical in, in so many ways, there's this picture I'm going to find. It is literally one half, his father, the other half junior seamless. They are, they look so much alike and they have a similar sense of humor. Obviously junior's a little goofier, but I'm here for it. Yeah, He's a little bit more of a mixture of like his dad and Marlon or something to me. I agree. I agree. But in terms of them being on network television, Quinta's doing well. Um, speaking of New Girl, his fellow friend Schmidt is doing well on The Neighbors. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, The Neighborhood with um, Cedric. Cedric, yes. And Tachina. I'm excited. This just makes me feel nostalgic for that 90s era of great Black sitcoms. So I'm excited. Maybe we're about to see a resurgence. Who knows? But although I would love, I would have loved to see them do naughty jokes. I know it probably would be a lot of fun. But with it being broadcast, you kind of have to keep your nose clean, if you know what I mean. Um, Absolutely. Because you, again, FCC regulations, like you said, have to deal with the FCC stuff quite a bit. So... <laughs> Not fun, but yeah, we'll see what happens with this. I hope it launches in the 2023 season. That will be a delight. So looking forward to it. I agree that I think Damon has been my favorite on screen. Keenan Ivory wins because of a low down dirty shame. And I never got a chance to really watch in living color, which is a cultural touchstone that I'm quite upset about. I got to watch the bodyguard guys, but not in living color. And I have that, no words. That upsets no words. me. Because now it's so dated. It's just not the same, right? But regardless, Keenan Ivory Wayans, I've always had a deep, deep love and respect for because he has one of my favorite projects of all time. But I'm really looking forward to this. Maybe we'll have some other Wayans cameos that pop up on this show. You never know. Of but course, of course. And Marlon also had network thing. television with his show on With NBC. Marlon, yeah. yeah. I liked Marlon. I watched I it too. on Netflix. I watched it too with Essence. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I liked it a lot. So we'll see what happens, kids. But Delora, that's all we got for today for our quick headlines and hot topics. We'll see what pops up next week. Um, but in the meantime, what are we recapping for the people as we continue our favorite films for our birthday celebration? I said it was a mystery. So now's the time to deliver the news. My favorite film that we'll be recapping for next week is Martin Scorsese's The Departed. Are y'all as shocked as I was when she decided this was her favorite film? I was like mind blown emoji. The queen of rom-com books and fiction wants to do a hardcore Martin Scorsese film. Can't wait to hear about it. Can't wait to hear about this. Check us out. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us as always. We'll see you next time. Bye.